Kamamokos. Just wanted to jump into the video before it kicks off and just give a special thanks to the boys at Summer Thieves for allowing us to use their tune for the intro and exit to the podcast. And November's kicked off today, so cheers to everyone who's signed up and who's jumped behind the cause. But without further ado, let's go. Turn on the video. podcast here uh just sitting here with kelly getting to know kelly a little bit uh talk about her story and just where she's come from things she's been through and just a little bit about herself and what she sort of wants to bring out and project into the world with the positive vibes that a lot of us see on the daily so do you want to just introduce yourself real quick um, I'm Kelly. I grew up on the coast, lived there most of my life, and I work as a gardener, so I'm outside in the sun all day and all oh, well, the rain if it's shitty weather. So, <laughs> What school did you go to? What primary? What college? I went to, to Stemmore Bay Primary School in the Hibiscus Coast, and I went to Whangaparoa College, and I left... Um, probably a few months before I was supposed to graduate. But then yeah. the year after that, I went and did, went to the Ashton Warner Nanny Academy and got my qualification oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and those credits rolled over and helped me complete my NCA3. So that was kind of a bonus as well. When I sort of like think of Kelly back in the day in primary, like I think of real innocent little girl that used to run around with like Georgia and Charlie and stuff and just, I don't know, you guys just seemed like little like fairies just plucking around the school and stuff. But did you face any any problems at a young age or anything like that? Yes, yeah, so I think obviously in primary school you have that innocence before adulthood where you get all of these responsibility problems arising um, and you're usually just like having fun all the time and that's all you really look forward to. <laughs> it's like playing around and stuff, but I definitely still I feel like I had anxiety even when I was in primary school mm. age. Like, yeah. even if I was just like, you know, if you need to go to the toilet or something on your break, like on lunch or whatever, and you go and you come back and you don't know where your friends are going to be or something like that, you know, like yeah, it seems yeah, insignificant. Yeah. Start when freaking you're a kid, out. You start freaking out. Yeah. You're like, man, I don't know where all my friends have gone. And like looking back, it seems like something little as, but at that point, you know, it could be really overwhelming for you and make mm, you just mm. feel kind of like, and I have just like this little anxiety attack about not being able to find your friends or like, you know, yeah. not so much schoolwork and stuff, but in like a social setting, I think that yeah, was like. Yeah. Well, that, that's what it all starts is sort of like when you're at that age trying to figure out who you are, trying to find a good group of friends and trying to just find sort of where you fit in. Because as we know, there's so many different crowds of people and stuff. Eh? Absolutely. And I think whether they intend to or not and I think it's just like the way some kids are even from like preschool age kids can be real nasty and yeah, a lot of yeah. the times they can think it's real funny as well and then yeah usually if you're on like the butt end of it it's heavy you know and it can be like real mm -hmm. hurtful and stuff like that but I think that's you'd like to think as people get older they get less nasty but I suppose it sort of follows through to college as well for some people so yeah I can remember <laughs> being a bit of a little asshole back in primary school and just always in detention and stuff like that yeah. I can remember back in primary too eh? there's just no worries at all like you just didn't really like care about too much you didn't have to worry about anything like you know you worried about someone taking your pencil or some shit you know or like taking yeah. your rubber or something like that. So. Yeah, that was my rubber, you know, or like yeah. what you're going to get from the tuck shop for lunch if you were lucky yeah, enough to yeah. get tuck shop money, you know. All of your stationery provided for you. You got all your lunch and yeah, stuff yeah. sorted for you most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like, just no responsibilities really no at all. No responsibilities at all. That's probably one of the most heartbreaking things for a girl, I reckon, is to be separated from her girl group when they're like put into groups for like sports and stuff. Yeah, or if you're like in a group of four and you have to have a group of three and someone's got to be left out, you know, and it's like, well, you've got to choose a buddy and there's like three of you 
and then one person gets left out and it like ruin your whole day if you were the one uh, left out like go home sulky or something <laughs> as an adult perspective now i'd be like oh well, why don't you just go find you there's heaps of other people you can be friends with <laughs> but when you're a kid that's not the point like, yeah no yeah. these are my friends and like i don't want to be friends with those people so you know you're still a child and you're still trying mm-hmm. to figure that sort of stuff out and you know as you get older it can still like even be hard or like i suppose as an adult looking back you could try and imagine how you felt if and when you were in that situation but it's just yeah. like what you would do as an adult now you probably wouldn't do as a child so it's sort of hard mm-hmm, to like find mm-hmm. that balance to be like figure out the right way to go about it yeah, or like yeah. they're still gonna feel you know how do you find the um transition going from primary to intermediate so going from Stamble Bay to Ponga College um I think it was actually pretty well, from what I think, like, remember, I feel like it was quite easy because most of my friends from mm. primary school went to Whangaparaa yeah. College. So I yeah. think, yeah. obviously, like, the whole setting's different, the learning environment, like, the school is so much bigger, it's quite intimidating. It's like, it's, it's like, and you go from being in primary school, the big fish in the little mm. pond, to being the yeah. little fish yeah. in the big pond. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it sort of, like, takes you, you back a bit, eh? Yeah, like knocks you down a few notches. Like, you know, you leave yeah. primary school, like you're the big kid sort of thing, and then you go in and you're like way back down here and like any confidence yeah. you are just built up being taken down a bit, you know, and like you said, you've got yeah. like another thing you've got to work through to like get back up there again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty and like real. I said, that can be pretty stressful too, eh? You know, it can be pretty stressful because the struggles that sort of comes with college and having to like deal with the older kids and sort of like you know somewhat idolizing them but at the same time you're kind of wary of them because you don't know who they are or what they get up to and stuff like that did you think that there was um any good sort of role models in school that you sort of looked up to that sort of helped you get through you know like the just made your ride a bit easier through college i guess i think in the beginning i don't remember so much obviously as i like there was definitely certain no one I could like in particular think of, but there'd be like you yeah. know the odd older kids were intimidating, or some of them could even mm-hmm. have that hierarchy on a high horse sort of feeling to them. But then a lot of yeah. them were supportive. Like if you did need help or you looked kind of lost, like there was like quite a good balance, I suppose, of people that yeah. sort of looked scary and and people looked like that they would help you. And um, yeah. but then I feel like as you get older as well and you mingle more with groups of people you find people like you know they might be a few years older than you but you get on really well they might not Mm -hmm. necessarily be of like not in that intimidating sense but you're just creating friends of like different age groups really so yeah yeah did you sort of experience any sort of rough times going through college um i would say like any bullying or you know you could have been a bully yourself or (laughs) I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that I wasn't a bully you know like I feel like in primary school I feel like I was bullied quite a bit like a little bit like I definitely felt more insecure at primary school than Mm. I did at um intermediate and college and I feel like in the first few years there was definitely like I may I probably was a bully to somebody of some kind, you know, at some point. Yeah, yeah. You know? and I think everyone like, sort of is at, at some point, eh? I think, the more that I think about it, actually, I think I used to have, like, I would use it as a sense of humour, but looking mm. back now, it was actually bullying, you know? Like, it's not yeah, yeah. making jokes that would come across as, like, you know, I was just trying to make a joke and, like, have a laugh or whatever, but it's actually picking on yeah. someone, you know? But I do. Yeah, yeah. And there was definitely that. Or, like, being part of like something that you say like even secondhand bullying where you know someone's doing something mean and you're just sort of going along with it yeah you know yeah. or you're not just sort of laughing at it and just yeah, yeah. you're just not doing yeah. anything to stop it you know and I feel like there was the time I was actually a friend of mine at the time had told me that I apparently had stuck up for her when heaps of people were bullying her which I don't really remember but it obviously made yeah. a huge impact on her which was real real cool um 
because obviously I feel like you know it's good that that stuff sticks as well because I feel like you mm. can do evil things and nasty things and you yeah. might not remember even doing it and it's stuck yeah, in someone's yeah. head like you know, someone could yeah. have in their head of me that in year eight or year seven or primary school I did something real mean to them you know and mm. I have no idea like I'm oblivious yeah. to it now but it sticks with people you know when you yeah, do stuff yeah. like that so it's got to like learn as you get older and to try yeah well that, that's it it's like sort of like i guess the younger generation sort of just need to understand that you know they are young and that they've got so much time to like go through and look back at what they've done and reevaluate and try and dissect it and understand it later on you know because it's kind of like I, I feel like you have to go through that sort of stuff during school and during primary and stuff to then i guess sort of help your way to finding who you are absolutely and i think once you go back on that stuff as well like you might think back like i know i've thought back on things and i'm like fuck you know like that wasn't nice of me that wasn't mm. cool or i wish i didn't do that or something you're embarrassed of but then yeah. you like you go through that and you give yourself the understanding that you like you know you wouldn't do that again now you've grown as a yeah, person yeah. and you would yeah. you know you've got to like sort of have acceptance for the things that you've mm. done as well like you know like and just realize that and then again if you in that situation now you wouldn't do that or you know yeah. so it's just it's all about like that growth and like you said you've got to I think everyone's got stories that they'll like lie in bed before they go to sleep and they're like oh my god that was so embarrassing you know like, you know yeah. so yeah yeah everyone's got it as well I think you know, like no one and that's a, everyone's going to go through a certain stage where something like that's happened or you know a certain stage where you know they might be in that situation where they're laughing or they might be in the situation where they're getting laughed at so it's just yeah. you know because I, I know definitely know for myself that you know during school that you know I used to get bullied from the older kids so then ultimately you know it sort of rubbed off on me and I'd start picking on people as well you know and it was kind of it was kind of hard to deal with but at that age you know it kind of feels like that's i guess the process you know it's like the set dominance from the top of the males you know who are the year 13s you know obviously they'll pick on the year 12s year 12s will pick on the 11s and so on and so forth so it's like a big chain that ends up chain reacting through i guess the whole cycle of all the years and you know there's bound to be someone in the year that's bullying or there's someone in the year that's getting bullied i think it's hard to say that everyone sort of has to go through it in a way where you don't want them to go through it but it's just kind of like no matter what it's going to happen because that's just how life is you know there's good people and there's bad people and it's just trying to deal with them in the moment but if we're able to you know give them i guess warnings and stuff and these podcasts and just sort of i guess give them a heads up before getting into the college state and if they do see someone getting bullied you know maybe they'll be like oh shit you know i seen on that podcast that they were talking about bullying and that we should stand up for them so you know it's kind of one of those things where you want to break that chain reaction amongst some kids where Absolutely. it gives them a bit more I a bit more heart to stand up for the little dude you know Absolutely. And I think it doesn't matter what age of school you're in, like, and like mm -hmm. you said, it's inescapable, you know, you could go in like all prepared and stuff like that. And it's just all like, you know, thinking it's not going to happen to you or you're mm. not going to be the one bullied or you're not going to be the one to bully. And yeah. you just never know what schools so like unpredictable in that sense that you just don't know what you're going to come across. And I think if yeah. you, and I think a lot of people, if someone's being, picked on for whatever reason someone doesn't want to necessarily stand up because they don't want to get grouped with that person and yeah, they don't want yeah. to get picked on either but i yeah. think it's that whole thing the more people that stand together against it mm. you know if more people go together and be like hey don't do that you know and there's no need for it and if you're on the other end of bullying as well like if you uh, i think in this situation if you saw someone being bullied and if that was you being bullied, would you want someone to come and stand mm. up for you? Or like, would you want to stand up for yourself? Or like, I don't know whether you can just walk away or just stand up for yourself, like use your voice that you don't want yeah, to be spoken yeah. to. Or like that. Yeah. But then I think there's like a scared of someone being like, if it's an older kid, that they're going to beat you up or something like yeah, that as yeah. well. So. 
it's just yeah, trying definitely. to find that balance, I suppose, of yeah, like and tips of how you can approach that. But I always try and think like if that was me in that situation, mm. I would yeah. want to be either the one that would be like you know use your voice and stand up for yourself or like if you could have someone come and help you then that would be cool as well so but yeah. then again when it comes down to it it can be real scary as well even yeah if you're yeah that, you know yeah. it's kind of it's like a catch-22 on that one i suppose yeah it is but you know or you can sort of push as the positive side and just tell them that you know if you do say see something like this or even if you're a younger kid and you're seeing an older kid pick on like a middle-aged kid you know call out to someone or you know call out to a teacher or just call out to another bigger kid that you know is a good dude or something like that and just you know just make sure that it's yeah it's it's just trying to break that um curse that so much of us have sort of experienced throughout the years and you know there's a lot of generational curses on a lot of things you know not just school but you know just how parents bring up their children you know ultimately it's you know however you're brought up is ultimately sometimes how your parents were brought up kind of thing so you know it's just trying to break those those um generational curses but definitely in school you'd want to stand up especially if it's your mate or something you know or if it was your mate you know you're probably more likely going to jump in so if you see like a random little kid you know just look at him and picture that person like it's one of your mates and just jump in without hesitation because you know who knows Absolutely. that might uh that one beating up or bully session from that one older kid could be ultimately that that kid's sort of like tipping point and he might go home and you know might do something that we probably all don't want him to do kind of stuff you know because you know it's a, it's a lot of our youth at the moment that are going through the hard times and just ultimately trying to figure out how to maneuver themselves through college and through primary the transitions and running into these, these different people, these different characters and trying to help them understand that you're going to go through some hard times, but you're also going to go through a lot of good times as well. Like in primary school where it may seem like, say something real small to someone on the outside or to your parents or to your friends or something, but to you, it could yeah. be something real huge. Like that could be your tipping point, you know, that could be something real bad for you and you know and if you see someone being bullied and even if you're afraid like you said if you're afraid to go up by yourself you mm-hmm. get a group of your mates to go up or you go get an older kid or you go get a teacher. but I think the worst thing you could do is to like do nothing you know mm. and it can seem like it might be something real scary for you to do to go and stand up for someone even if you don't know them and a lot mm. of the time I think people getting picked on they don't have a lot of people around them or they don't have a lot of support and that can possibly be why they're getting picked on if they feel like yeah, they've got yeah. someone backing them oftentimes bullies can just stand down you know yeah and um but i think yeah it's something that obviously causes anxiety issues and depression mm. issues and stuff all along. yeah you know and if school obviously can have some awesome times as well but if you are a person that doesn't have a lot of friends or doesn't enjoy social situations or has these horrible interactions then it's not going to be a good time for you it's going to be a horrible time you know yeah. I remember I got to one point in like I think year 12 and 13 where I'd go to class and I'd go home on like morning tea and lunch breaks because I just didn't enjoy like yeah, the yeah. Social situation, you know there's like yeah. a group and someone would talk about you and you go to a next and stuff like that so you know like and I mean especially now with phones and stuff these days mm. like you have Instagram you have Facebook you have Snapchat you have all this stuff yeah and, yeah you know like even when we were at school you know you'd have someone go, oh, so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that and you could have yeah. like you'd have texting walls or whatever like going <sighs> through that and now so much, like you know you could be like yeah yeah text or whatever but now it's there's so many different platforms to do so so I feel like it's just made it even more of like a prevalent issue that Mm. needs like you said needs to be addressed that's a big thing too is is the whole cyberbullying because you know when we were growing up we sort of only had like texts so we could only show each other texts from each other you know like look at what this person said and then you know throughout the years you know you know like throughout the years as we got into like college and stuff that's when the pictures and stuff started coming out and you know, you'd be walking around yeah. with like, you know, pictures of chicks, you know, and you're like showing yeah. all the boys and then the pictures get out and then now she's feeling shamed. And now yeah. because everyone's got iPhones and 
you know, there is all these different platforms that I could just imagine how intense the bullying on the internet would be nowadays compared to when we were a bit younger. Yeah, and you could make, like, one mistake, say, of, like, you know, like you said, taking photos or something, and if you send that mm. to the wrong person, I mean, like, everyone does stuff like that, I suppose. Like, yeah. in a sense, it, well, everyone does Yeah, well, like, you know, you can't sit here and say they're like, dudes aren't out here fucking sending dick pics and shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know? like, and I think you know even if you're younger and you thought like you could do it to get some attention and then it gets passed around in a wrong way yeah, or something yeah. but again like you, know, you could have a conversation with someone like sexting or something and now mm-hmm. it gets like screenshotted it gets sent to all these people you know whereas like yeah. you can't screenshot on the, on the little Nokia's we used to have, like, yeah like, enough back then, so now it's obviously going to be like yeah way more of an issue you know so yeah once you actually started looking for a job and stuff that you know looking back at college it didn't prepare you for what life's actually gonna hit you with um personally I don't think school so much did but like I know they had those star courses and stuff I never went Mm -hmm. on one of those but when I was in year 12 I think I went and got a job at KFC Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I went for that. <laughs> um, and that was like, I think that's where I got like, you know, I'd go work, finish school, and work like four till ten on weekdays and stuff, and work on the weekends. Yeah. And I think when I first started that, I was real excited, but I was real nervous, obviously as well. And um, mm. I think being in most people would like shun working at Macca's or Subway or KFC or anything like that. It's a shit job and you don't want to do it. But to be honest, it prepares you with like, you know, everyone's like, Ooh, that's so cringe. I don't want to work at Macca's or KFC. Or <laughs> and fair enough. Like, but it is like, what it is, eh? Where it was more the fact of like, you know, to get some extra money or to get money. I didn't have any money at that point. But yeah, yeah, yeah. To get some money and like, a bit of responsibility, you know, because you go there and you have to do, you know, your like food safety certificates. You have to have a lot yeah. of, do a lot of stuff to learn. like, And you also learn customer service. And I think that yeah. is the biggest thing in any job, it doesn't matter what you do, is learning yeah, how to yeah. speak to customers. You've got people of all ages and people with all temperaments, like people that are going to be lovely and people that are going to be just straight up. Not, like I can't tell you how many evil like, people I had come through getting angry at me about like fried chicken. Like, you'd be so surprised. You know? <laughs> probably be but, some like, things in school that could probably better prepare the youth in that way. So like maybe have like, you know, not just star courses, but, you know, have courses where they're actually doing the stuff to be able to get the certificates or something Absolutely. like that, you know? I think that would be, because, you know, a lot of places you go to or when you go look for work, when you leave school, you have to have a qualification. And it's like, well, yeah. how, or you have to have work experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you get work experience if you're not getting a job, you know? So it sort of can be a bit of a vicious cycle. But if they offered any kind of experience, you know, like those star courses, I suppose, were good from what I'd heard anyway. Like, but you'd almost want, like, kind of, like, many... Um like many sort of apprentice apprenticeships or something going on sort of towards like their maybe like you know how we start picking our own um like our own sort of subjects and stuff from I think it's year 11 we start picking our own Mm -hmm. stuff maybe they can start putting in you know like little certificate classes or something you know like a mechanics certificate or something just so like by the time they do get out of school you know they at least have year 11 12 and 13 which is three years experience leading into leaving school or something like that yeah like some extra endorsements you can do as Mm. well and when you're getting actual work experience like even at work now I've kind of thought like it would be cool to have you know you could have some I could have someone come to work with me for the day and I could they could do all the work with me we could be out in the gardens you're doing lawns you're trimming trees you're planting plants or whatever Mm. and it could be just really good experience for someone who's never done it before and then they can go and say that they've done a day's work like you know or even a week's work or whatever it is and then yeah. they know the idea of what needs to be done like how to start tools and you know and stuff mm-hmm. like that and that could be just even a huge step for someone and if you've got a little bit of experience or a little bit of awareness or idea then you could be more eligible to get a job straight away as yeah, well and yeah. you feel more confident going yeah. into a job yeah, and that's it, because I, I think, like, 
a lot of that anxiety sort of comes around, you know, the fact that you're leaving college, you know, your parents are sort of pressuring you and asking you what you want to do with yourself. And, you know, I guess, like you said, that confidence of just being able to go out of school and straight into something that you're confident about while you then start figuring out what you actually want to do. Yeah, I, I think as well. And I think it's important to like find something that you want to do that you enjoy doing and mm. but then also sometimes you can't be too fussy and you're just going to take some experience like don't do something that you hate but if you just want to get some experience like just suck it up and work at yeah. matters or something you know but all I can say as well is another thing that I learned is like you know it can be so nerve-wracking going in for a job interview or to having minimal confidence but whether it's like any kind of situation in your life you can think especially if you've got anxiety you wonder is this person going to like me is this job going to accept me are they am I right for this mm. blah 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 and you're worrying all about you but you also got to think do you like that person do you want to yeah. work for that company and I think that for me personally put a bit of a switch in my brain because I was constantly worrying about if other people would like me or if I would be right for the job but then I'm like yeah hang on, am I going to like them? And yeah. I'm going to want to work this job, you know? And Because I, I think that's like, you know, you could be keen as to go and get a job and you can have all your qualifications, but everyone's like, okay, but what experience do you have? And then that, yeah. that can, again, brings your confidence down, you know? And whereas yeah, if you've yeah. got that experience. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean by that. Yeah. job. But you could be like, yeah, I've got all my NCA, I got all excellence endorsements and yeah. you know, all this sort of stuff. And you go there You're and like, they're like, well, cool. You got any work experience, you know? Um, yeah. And even just like, you know, those star courses or like a, some sort of endorsement to say that you've actually had physical experience mm, doing hands on. Hands hands on experience, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. But, you know, and that can be huge. And it's not only going to help you get a job, it's going to help boost your confidence for feeling like mm. you're actually capable of doing it. Because you go from yeah, being, yeah. being like a kid to like all this extra responsibility yeah. to do this job and if you're like you know whether you're looking after kids or taking care of someone's child you're you know preparing someone's food you're fixing yeah. someone's car or something like you know that's a yeah. big responsibility just taking exams so it can be quite <laughs> overwhelming you know but then also as well like yeah so and then there's that daunting question of what are you like when everyone's about to leave school it's like oh do you know what you're yeah. gonna do is that pressure because a lot of kids go to uni yeah like a lot of kids end up going to uni but it, it's pretty crazy because i see so many uni kids end up doing stuff that they didn't even go to uni for you know yeah. so it's like kind of like i can see how much anxiety and stuff would be built up but it's sort of just yeah i i guess we just got to look at making sure that the kids feel comfortable when they have to make the decisions on, you know, those transitions on whether they want to go to uni and if they don't want to go to uni or if it's going to be a waste of time or like whether they go to uni and they don't end up doing something that they studied for, you know, it's the fact that they've always got it there anyway, you know, the qualifications and stuff like that. Like don't ever think of it as like a waste of time because Nothing's ever really a waste of time, is it? It's just building you into the character you are. Yeah, and especially if you've learned something, then it, even if it's not what you want to do with your work, if you've learned something, then it's never a waste of time. And, mm. and like, I feel like, you know, you could go into a trade or you could go into a qualification, but, you know, or you could also, while you're figuring things out, it's going to do no harm if you have a job for a year and then go do something different because you're just trying to figure out what's right for you you're in a classroom every day whatever and then you just feel like you're being pushed out like on a ledge by yourself you know you go from having that support constantly around people to like you're on your own now and I think what's important is no matter like how overwhelmed and daunted you feel by it you're not alone like everyone's mm. most people are going through the same thing and most people mm. are feeling the same even if they seem super excited everyone's still going to feel have that fear and have that sense of of being overwhelmed and that even when you're an adult like even what you know in 10 years time you could still have that feeling you know it doesn't mm. 
mean like you know at any age you can feel anxious you can feel overwhelmed yeah, or you can feel yeah, afraid sure. about being a new job going to someplace I mean, different it, everyone so. still gets that feeling now you know like when you're going from a old job to a new job you know even even at this age at 24 25 you know i was still feeling when i moved back from up north and came back into hibiscus coast marine coatings i still have had that anxious feeling of like man, what's the crew going to be like? Are uh, the boys going to be all good? You know, is, is the boss going to be all good? wonder what the foreman's and stuff like. So, yeah. you know, just understanding that, um, that the anxiety and just the feelings you feel are just real natural feelings, you know. Everyone feels them. Don't feel that you're um, secluded or segregated and no one else is feeling these feelings because they probably are, you know, and a lot of us do. Even all the way up to, you know, I'd say old people get, you know, anxiety over just little things. It's just, yeah, it's just, I guess, trying to help help the youth understand that the feelings that they feel are natural and that they're not, I guess, something to be afraid of or they're not something to run away from because, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're going to feel those exact feelings throughout the whole course of your life. And like you said, it's like, it is completely natural. Like, you know, if you're mm. nervous about something, you get anxiety. Like that's just your body's way of reacting to things. And just because you feel like not confident or you feel anxious or you feel like it doesn't mean that's solely who you are, you know, beneath those feelings have just risen to the top, but like underneath you're still, you know, a bubbly person. You're still a kind yeah. person. You're still that outgoing person if you are you know you're still that yeah. there just when those feelings arise they feel like they you know encompass everything mm. and you, all the other stuff disappears but all those feelings are just feelings and all those yeah. thoughts are just thoughts and you can just try and like bring yourself back and be like okay that's fine you know you put it in the back burner like it's still mm -hmm. there you're still nervous you're still yeah. not completely confident but you also think this is something that you really want. This is something that you feel like you can do. And this is something, you know, you want to have the money or you want to have this experience and you put that mm. first instead of like, you know, the negative feelings. And it's obviously yeah. not easier said than done most of the time, but I think knowing that you're like, you're not those thoughts, you're not those feelings mm. and that everyone else gets like that, you know, like I, yeah. I've been to multiple interviews and I swear they never get any easier like you know like in the, I had an interview the start of this year and I was still so nervous and I like what you said is like it's how those feelings don't go away so you might have the exact same feeling of anxiousness that you felt in primary school over a situation mm. and it's going to be the exact same feeling but the only difference is you learn how to manage it and you learn yeah. how to work with it and stuff you know whereas when you're younger you don't kind of have that awareness and it's kind of overwhelming but as you grow and you experience those feelings more and you get to know yourself more you know like mm -hmm. I know that sometimes I just need some fresh air I need to go to the beach or I need a cold shower, you know, or I need a cup yeah. of tea, or I have certain playlists on my phone that like, if I'm in a certain mood, that just help, you know, like if I know all the lyrics to them, I can just jam that and yeah. it just takes me away from the spot. But everyone, or you need something like just heavy DMB that you can just yeah. crash out to, you know, but like everyone, you just have to find, <laughs> literally like all of a sudden you're just stressed and then you're just jamming again. But yeah. I think everyone's got to find what suits them, you know, yeah. and everyone's going to know themselves well enough. And sometimes it's going to be hard and you're just going to like, not feel like you need to do anything, but even if it's one little thing or if it's like, you know, having literally a cup of tea or go stand outside and take some few deep breaths of fresh air, like as cheesy as it sounds or like yeah. for driving your car, if you have a car, like it sounds sort of cheesy or whatever, but yeah you've just got to, those are the little things that will literally help get you through help so you out, yeah it's good to find your coping mechanisms like you've just said because it just sort of takes you out of that moment for a second and brings you back to reality and then in that reality you're able to look at the situation as a whole and you know you might be able to start looking at it from a different perspective and you know you might be able to find a way to understand why you're feeling those feelings in that moment and you might be able to do something about it be able to interpret it and just understand that that feeling's not going to last forever you know that feeling's just a feeling that you'll feel in the moment and you'll probably feel that feeling again sometime down the track to add to what you're just saying is when you get in those times and you get real stuck in your head whether it's anxiety or stress or depression or whatever I think that's the time you feel most alone but 
you know, mm. matter how alone you feel, you're never alone with, you mm. know, like you have people you can reach out to. And I find that's one of my biggest things is if I'm in that place, I suck at reaching out to people, something I need to work yeah. on, but you can feel so alone when you're in that state, but you never are. Mm. You can have family, you can have friends, you can have, you know, workmates or whoever but you're never alone whether you have someone to support you or like you're just never alone and feeling that way so yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is you can sort of feel like you're blocked out from the whole rest of the world when sometimes you just need to say like hey man can we catch up and like go for a walk on the mm. beach or can we go get something to eat or like I need a chat like I just need a yarn or whatever but and yeah. that's the hardest step sometimes is like reaching out but a lot of people feel like that and it's okay to feel like that as well and yeah. it's okay to be vulnerable so that's I think, like a big thing I've had to learn anyway so mm-hmm. yeah I think that's just super important yeah so as, as you sort of started I guess trying to figure out who you were and you know stumbling through life you know different jobs and different career paths and stuff like that did you find yourself encountering I guess any like low moments or any moments where you felt really alone where you couldn't reach out to someone and how you sort of got through those moments and what you sort of did to help cope during that sort of moment of solitude. Um, yeah, I've actually had quite a few times like that. Um, even, you know, in the last few years, I've had times like that. And I, again, like I said, as I shocking at reaching out for help, like when I get stuck in my head or I'm trying to deal with something mentally or emotionally, I sort of shut myself away and I enjoy my solitude and I know that I need time to myself to recharge and whatnot, but I also had people reaching out to me um, to try and hang out or like to see if things were okay. And Mm. to be honest, I pushed them away, which isn't ideal either because people will only try so hard until, you know, you're constantly pushing, pushing, pushing someone away. But then that's when I sort of felt like I was, even more alone but then I mm. and I had that extra guilt from feeling like these people were trying to help me but I didn't know how to ask for help I didn't know what I needed I didn't yeah. know what you know like I just didn't mm-hmm. yeah no, I, I get what you mean because I'm, I'm definitely sort of the same you know like I always felt like I was somewhat like a big brother to the boys you know like to my boys that I've sort of grown up with so it was kind of hard you know like when you sort of adopted the role of being like the person where they go to, you know, it's kind of hard to like then go to them because you're kind of being the one that's sort of, um, I guess you're the one that's sort of been there for them. So it's kind of hard to like reach back because you feel like they kind of rely on you for that sort of stuff. So for myself, I found exactly the same as you that I needed to take a bit of time away and just, had to like recharge and stuff but during the process of recharging you know the people were reaching out and I was doing exactly the same as you were I was sort of like pushing them away thinking that you know I didn't need any help or didn't need anyone to talk to and I you know I did at the time and now that I'm looking back at it it sort of makes me think that I should have reached out a bit more because it would have probably helped um help me understand what I was going through from different perspectives. You know, it's because someone always brings something different to the table. So, you know, if, if you're one of those people that can't talk out, but you're trying to figure out how to decipher the situation you're going through, you know, reaching out isn't just reaching out for help. It's reaching out so other people's perspectives can maybe help you understand the situation you're going through. Absolutely. And I think that... I didn't reach out or people were asking to hang out, even if it was just a general hangout. And I was like, no, because I just wasn't in a space to even, like I wasn't Mm. myself. I wasn't, you know, going to go there and be happy and social and stuff. And I didn't want to bring that to the table either. But then I also didn't, I felt the stuff that I was going through or feeling was too heavy to even explain to somebody or try and talk to somebody, you know? And I think um, that, but like you said, it's, I probably needed that. I needed to get out of my shell. I needed to get out of my head and just go and try and enjoy myself just to clear it a bit and or even to talk to somebody because I think you have all this stuff going on in your head and your body's mm. feeling all these things. You think it's easier just to shut yourself in. But actually mm. when you speak, it's like 
you've got a boiling pot, you know, and you've got the lid sitting on it and like the bubbles are about to blow over and it's just making yeah. it worse, but you just need to like take the lid off, take the steam out and just maybe heavy and like, you know, mm. some people are going to go through some really heavy other people might not necessarily know what to say or what to do but the fact that you're just getting it off your chest I think is super important and yeah learning that as well and to reach out and it's okay to not be okay like that's huge and you especially like we were saying you don't have to be strong all the time mm. and it's okay to be vulnerable like you know you don't have to be yeah. a rock all the time and you don't have to be happy all the time and like feeling like that all the time like everyone yeah, goes yeah. through that and you any less of a person to be going through that stage you know like yeah yeah and it's not going to last forever either but yeah you just need to reach out and find the things that suit you and suit your soul but it's gonna mm -hmm. slowly bring you out of that little bubble that you're stuck in you know yeah yeah because I don't, I don't know what it is about guys you know like i'm not too sure why we can't open up but i do have some sort of I guess some ideas on why men find it hard to probably speak up and got a lot to do with sort of the stigma that society places on men as a whole, you know, like the men are meant to be the ones that provide for their families, you know, they're the ones who are meant to build the house, you know, pay for the food, they're the ones that are meant to buy the beds and put clothes on the kids' backs and, you know, there's so much of this, I guess, weight from society that's placed on men that you know a lot of the time we end up ultimately killing ourselves trying to provide and try to hold ourselves to the certain standard that society wants us to be at what do you sort of think about yeah. you know the whole stigma around the I, I guess the weight of society that places that they place on men I think that's huge as well um, and like you said it's almost like you know it's that pressure that even started from school to college and you know that you've got to be tough and you've got to be this and you've got to be that and it is that pressure and I think that like you said there I like you know it's sort of like a bit of a stone age idea compared to where we're at now even though it's still like a real thing is that mm. men have to be the strong one they have to be the rock they have to be support like there to do all of these things that it doesn't really allow them any opportunity to open up or I think yeah. a lot of there's that stigma that if you do open up and say that you're not okay <clears throat> or you get even a little bit emotional that mm. you're not much of a man and it's that's so wrong yeah. you know like it's yeah. that's just a story I think from so long ago that is just sort of I feel like it's still real, but I think it's like sort of beginning to fade in the background. But I think what's huge is that men have to have a safe space to open up the mm. same with women as well. But if you don't feel like people are going to take you seriously, or if you feel like you're going to just get made fun of behind your back, then you're not going to open up, you know, like whether yeah. it's what men have to have, whether it's to their family, to their boys, to their partner, to whatever they have to, have that space and they may not have they may have grown up in that household where the man doesn't show emotion the man doesn't do mm. this and so they've adopted that as well so it's I think you know for us as friends as partners as daughters as whatever as brothers as well you know like you have to create that safe space and to say like and I think also leading by example you know like if yeah. Uh, you know, you you open up, it'll encourage them to open up as well. And you just know you've mm. got that space or you say, that, you know, it's a no judgment zone. Cause I think yeah. that's the biggest thing is they don't want to be made to look or feel like they're not masculine enough because they have feelings, because I feel like it's a stronger thing to do, to be able to open up and share how you're feeling and share if something's sure, bothering yeah. you. And you're getting you down, you know? like, that's yeah. massive. And if you do that, then, but yeah, having that safe space to do that, I think is super mm. important. And that, that that's sort of what I want to base this whole podcast and stuff around is, you know, just creating that space where people can come and talk and just like, like what you're saying, I like what you said about, you know, it's just the whole stigma of, you know, being a man, you know, being a tough man. And, you know, like when, when I think back at it now, since wanting to sort of get into this, line of work and stuff and doing a bit of research you know i look back at the likes of mike tyson you know he's got his he's got his own podcast out and 
he's so open and vulnerable with his audience that, you know, it's quite admirable. And even, you know, the likes of Tyson Fury, he's the baddest motherfucker on the world right now. You know, he's, yeah. and he openly talks about, you know, his depression and, you know, his drug abuse and just everything that sort of he went through and the times that he felt he was down and wanted to give up. And, you know, they, these are some of the baddest men that we've ever seen come through the history of fighting, you know, and just, yeah, leading by example and just being so vulnerable because, you know, my myself after sort of watching those videos and podcasts of them and, you know, short documentaries about them opening up, it's kind of made me like, well, if these motherfuckers can do it, you know, yeah. Well, who am I, I should be able to do it because, you know, these guys have, you know, millions of people that watch them every day. And there's people that are, you know, always drawn to um, their social medias and stuff because they've built such a big legacy. And then, you know, when, when someone like Mike or Tyson are just known for knocking people out and then you go onto their podcast and it's Mike Tyson breaking down and um, just talking about, you know, stuff that happened to him as a kid and, just showing that vulnerable side, it sort of made me realize like, you know, I, I could do this and I, I could probably, you know, start opening up a bit more and just creating like a safe space for people to talk, talk about stuff that sort of happened through their lives and shit like that. Because like you were saying, like that stigma of men having to be a man, a big mm. thing that I think a lot of men sort of struggle with. And like you're also saying is that, you know, there'll be dudes with fathers as well who are tough men and who probably haven't seen their fathers cry because their fathers taught them how to be a certain way. So it goes back to sort of breaking that generational curse of, you know, having to be a tough fellow all the time because, you know, you look at Mike and Tyson Fury and they're the toughest dudes in the world right now, but, you know, they're open and honest and able to talk about their feelings and, you know, just saying that, you know, they were depressed and, you know, there's times where they thought about suicide and they wanted to drown their sorrows in drugs and cocaine and alcohol and all this stuff, you know. I feel like we need to start breaking down that stigma slowly. And if it's, you know, just doing stuff like this, you know, creating podcasts for people to be able to just come on and just talk shit. If they want to talk shit, they can, you know, get real deep if they want to talk deep. You know, it's just getting... Like you said earlier, everything just off your chest. Because once it gets to that point where the pot's boiling and, you know, the lid pops, you don't want it to pop when you're around someone that doesn't deserve it to pop on, you know? Because that's going to make you feel even worse because now you've offloaded all this hurt and all this pain onto someone that didn't deserve it. And now it's put them in a shit position, but it's also put you in an even worse position. Yeah. I think that's like what you were saying about like Tyson Fury and stuff as well. I actually saw that and it was I thought that was awesome. I even heard it on the radio mm. again about like you said, he's like the baddest motherfucker. He's out there like, you know, pounding people's heads and shit. He's a tough dude yeah. and he's out there, gets his belt and he's talking about mental health, you know, and that he's struggled. Mm. And I think it's just so important that we stop sugarcoating things and that we just yeah. be raw and real with each other because you know most people have been through something or they're still going through stuff or they might have been through something got better and they're going through something again you know like it's just like yeah. the more that we open up about that stuff and like the pot's boiling and if you don't do something stupid to yourself or to someone around you and boil down mm. again every now and then by just talking about something or just releasing that yeah. tension we're all doesn't matter who you are where you're from we're all human and we're all like we're not machines to feeling these emotions and these feelings and yeah. getting to these states and um yeah i think it's just it's part of human life there might be people that don't experience it or very little but there's a lot of people like a lot of people that suffer every day you know mm. and um i think yeah just the more that we like you're more creating a community for it because in those feelings when you're feeling like that you do feel alone and you feel like yeah there's only you that feels this way and you're the only one that, that has to deal with it but if you everyone can open up and be like yeah no i've, I've felt like that as well or like oh yeah you know like you just that support group for each other and then it just mm. makes things so much easier you're talking about it more you're not feeling so alone and so isolated and you're feeling a bit more understood. Just trying to normalise you know, it, eh? Might feel. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just, it shouldn't be 
couldn't be such an issue that like you know people feel like they can't talk about things or they can't yeah be real with themselves or be real with the people around them and again it's just creating that safe space and mm. then also like an awareness of stuff as well like you know like I don't know it's like there's so many levels to it like so much volume yeah. to it and I feel like there's so much that can be discussed and like so many people that can open up and share their stories and yeah even their ways of like their coping mechanisms like you said their strategies certain mm. things they'll say to themselves or they'll do to help like you know and if you're just creating that group and all these ideas then it's only going to make it more manageable for us as mm -hmm. adults for teenagers for everyone around you know like yeah but yeah you just got to start somewhere right? and I think this is what you're doing is an awesome thing it's an awesome idea and Chance. like just real people talking about real problems you know like yeah. and I just think yeah yeah like a huge step in the right direction absolutely like it's yeah. real cool yeah well like even what you just said just before you know like there's a point where you know there's a bit of real you know, we, we have to be real with ourselves at some point and, you know, like admit to ourselves that, you know, we are depressed or that we are going through anxiety stages or that we are feeling certain feelings because, you know, we can't expect walking around being real to everyone else when we're not being real to ourselves, you know. And that's where it starts is you've got to take that first step into admitting to yourself that you need help, you know. So it's... Yep. Kind of one of those things where it has to start with you every single time, you know, because you got to be real to yourself in order to be real to everyone else. And you know, even now, like I'm, I'm sort of only unraveling and starting to be myself over these last processes of, of podcasts and stuff. Because I did a collaboration with. Um, the boys from Good Vibes Only Movement on Instagram. If anyone wants to jump over and have a look at some of their um, some of their clips where they've got dudes on there openly talking about you know situations they've gone through and you know they've got girls on there. You know, they don't want it to. They don't. They just don't want people to feel like you know it's only guys. You know, just like I don't want people watching this to only feel like I'm aimed at guys because at the end of the day we all need help. You know, but at the same time, we all acknowledge that men need help a little bit more because men are the ones that are suffering at the moment. But was was there sort of anything that you sort of went through personally that sort of affected you anyway? Um, yeah, I'd say there have probably been quite a few things that um, have been, I suppose, extremely hard situations to go through really heavy things to deal with in a sense of like you know I suppose traumatic and like a huge I don't know in a whole load of different senses but a massive like sense of grief which I've found I've struggled with heaps mm. and um that again a lot of stuff as well I still haven't really spoken about it's still super personal to me mm. but I have been more open about how I've been feeling without having to explain the exact situation. Yeah. And um, I think it's just going the stages of like, I think I've struggled with even over the years is me thinking I'm better. Like I've done all of these things and all of a sudden I'm better. And like, I don't feel like that anymore. And then like a big wave comes and hits comes crashing yeah. down on me. And I'm just like, Oh shit, how did I get back <laughs> here again? Like I, These feelings were gone. I just thought I'd dealt with this, you know, like yeah. I'm like, Fuck. yeah. And I think that's huge is that it's just, mental health or grief or anything you're dealing with is just like a constant wave mm. you're going to have ups you're going to have downs you're going to have days weeks months where you feel amazing you're going to have days week months where you are like you're genuinely struggling like oh that's my personal experience anyway like yeah. soaring down because you could not snowball down that hill fast enough you know and that's yeah. what i was saying like I, I got to a point where i pushed people away from me who were trying to support me trying to help me and um that also creates a loss in itself because I'm pushing these people away trying to support me. Um, so it's like another thing to deal with, you know? Um, but, and then sometimes I've had times where I'm going through life and I'm like, where did those three months just go? Like, I feel like I've just been autopiloting, you know, cause I'm so yeah. out of a touch 
with yeah. my feelings. And um, I think everyone, like I personally have had a range of things happen or that I've had to deal with that I never would have thought I had to deal with or like yeah. that have been so heavy. And then obviously you have different emotions for different things and react mm. to things differently. And if it's not one thing one day, it's another thing another day. And you just feel like you're being thrown around a tumble dry. You're just like, you can't catch your breath. You just feel like you don't know which way is up, you know? And it's, um, yeah. it's real hard. And especially when you're not a person to reach out usually, or you have pushed mm. away the people that would want to reach out to you. And then it can just be a really vicious cycle. And I yeah. have found like again, is finding your ways through. Like I find being outside, like I love my job. Like I love being out with plants in the garden. That's good for my soul. That helps yeah. me. Like you were saying earlier, you know, your brain's like this and you just need to do mm-hmm. things just to slow the waves down again, you know, like until mm-hmm. they're manageable. So yeah. I'll go for a swim in the open, have an ice cold shower or just do the things that just helps like bring you back down to earth, I suppose. And then you can try and think, I'll try and think, okay, just like, no, no, everything's fine, you know, and then it's just a bad day, but then you've had a bad day or been in this loop for like six months now. Yeah. And it's like, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest. Like, that's what I think. It all starts with you and you can have all the support in the world. You can have people throwing ideas at you. They can be throwing support at you. They can be like, you know, someone could hand you a million dollars, but you have to be the one that like reaches out and takes yeah. it. You have to be yeah, the one yeah. to make that step to be, you know, like, and, and I think that's like a bit of a blessing and a curse that it all ends with you. So mm. it's kind of, when you're feeling like that, it's kind of shit, but you're like, fuck, like no one can fix this, but me, you know, yeah. you're like, shit, I'm the one who has to sort this out for myself. But then I think it's also beautiful because you are all that you need to yeah. do that like you know you don't need this you don't need that you don't need this mm. person or that or anything else it's yourself yeah. and I think that's like I said as you know it can feel overwhelming in a sense but I think it's also beautiful because you have everything you need right here to help yourself mm-hmm. get through the stuff that you're going through yourself out of these situations so again yeah. you're never alone you always have support around you but you're the one who's got to take those steps and yeah, I yeah, think sure. it's also awesome for your confidence too and your strength because you're like okay I'm the one who's got to dig myself out of this hole yeah. and you can do it it is doable and then I think once you do that you have this newfound love for yourself because mm-hmm. you got yourself out of somewhere that you thought was impossible to get out of, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, well yeah. like you know, like like what you were saying about um you know the whole self confidence stuff, it sort of gives you that um sense of accomplishment, you know. Making like the right decisions to get yourself on track again. Because you know, like a lot of it is mm-hmm. what you're saying, like it starts with you, you know? And once you admit to yourself that, you know, it's all on you and that it's only you that's going to take you out of this hole, when you start doing little things that start helping you get out of this hole, it starts giving you more confidence and it sort of empowers you a bit more because, you know, you're you're starting to learn a little bit more about yourself every time you accomplish something little. I feel like, you know, a lot, a lot with life, like what you're saying with the highs and lows is that, you know, that's that's what life is about. You know, it's just, you know, you have to take the good with the bad. You know, the, yeah. there's going to be so much good in life and there's going to be so much bad in life. And you think that there's stuff out there that we'll be able to do as communities and stuff to sort of help our brothers along and make it a bit more normal, a bit more easy for them to talk about what's going on inside their heads, what's going on inside their hearts, and just talking about life in general? I think, like, you know, you can start anywhere in that sense, actually, but, like, you know, you just have some food or something and it's just a safe space where maybe someone could introduce, start talking, like, first, and, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, a tell five minutes about yourself circle, but it's a safe space to, like, if you want to talk about something, you can, or even, you know, you just start off making friends and knowing that that's a safe space and then you just Mm. keep going to like 
like meetings in a sense but like more of like a catch-up where it's like a safe space to talk but I think you can start first is by talking to your mates and you know you'd be so surprised about how many of like your boys and whatever would support you and are supporting you you know mm. like if they knew half of the stuff what was going on for you they would be there in a heartbeat they would be like bro let's talk like what can I do what you know mm-hmm. and I think that what I think maybe like a big concern is the reaction as if like yeah. you know you're you know boys are supposed to be this tough or you're particularly the one who's usually people go to and yeah. you're like look man like I'm not all good I need some help with something or whatever and you're afraid of the reaction so mm. if everyone starts creating a safe space and yeah. you know if you open up first and like you know it's a judgment-free zone because I think mm. that's something as well as people are afraid of being judged or being yeah. thought of as a lesser person so I think yeah. starting in your own friend groups or and stuff like that and if you just have regular chats and just be like all right boys what's everyone checking in doing this week like you know were you at a yeah. one or you at a five does anyone need help or do you mm-hmm. just need like do you want support do you want someone to listen do you want someone to talk or do you just want to catch up and get a feed or like kick a ball around or something you know at the mm. field or like go fishing off the rocks or something making it like a regular thing and a normal thing as well because I think you know if especially if people think they've been through something big and then they get better like go through a good stage and then get back mm. again they feel like they can't open that space back up again yeah, so I think yeah. just kind of like regular chats and yeah. you know and it doesn't have you don't have to like fuck you could sit down and cry if you want to but like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a massive deal you could just like catch up with the boys like and have these like you do like you said when it's three o'clock in the morning on a Sunday yeah. or whatever you know like have yeah. those talks but when you're sober and just be like I love you bro I got you on this and mm. I think you'd be so surprised on how many of your mates would actually feel the same whether they're going through something the same or whether they just support you and want to help you mm-hmm. out like like there's so much stuff that you could do and then it doesn't like I said it doesn't have to be awkward it doesn't have to be like a big deal you can just be like, all right boys who wants to start like oh fuck I you know you had a mean argument with your boss or something this week yeah. and he racked you up or like you know it doesn't have to be something heavy or you could be like yeah yeah you know I'm fucking struggling you know but like and you don't have to joke about it to the point where you're taking the piss but if you mm. just make it like make light of the situation you know just to make it easier to talk about because yeah. I think serious conversations can be kind of daunting and overwhelming but if it's just yeah. like spoken about in a general manner like you're just yeah yeah. obviously topics aren't necessarily going to be funny but you know like just making it easy like so it doesn't feel like a chore you know like oh fucking never guess what and you're just having a vent like you're not being (laughs) but like you're just getting stuff off your chest and then afterwards you're like oh fuck like you know I feel so much better and it's nothing Mm. personal and also just knowing like you know you're not going to necessarily cut it or anything but like you just need to get that stuff off your chest and you'll just be like so surprised of all this tension that you're holding on to for no reason and it could just be like yeah. something little you know that you end up holding on to for ages and mm. it like, you get little things put up and then all of a sudden you're just fucking wound up you're irritated <laughs> you're angry and it's like fucking you know if you just vented a little bit yeah it would have all been like, and like that, that that's the thing I, I like what you said about um like it doesn't have to be straight into like the heavy shit because a lot of the time, like, the heavier shit can come from the most lightest conversations, you know? It could be someone talking about, bro, last week when I kicked the ball, it fucking hurt my leg. And then, you know, and one of the boys, it could just trigger and they're like, fuck, bro. You know, my leg injury's been playing on my head or something, you know, they might be injured or leg injury's been, you know, playing on my head and I'm feeling down because, you know, I can't move around like I used to and stuff like that. So it's... Yeah, it's a good point that you bring up about, you know, just the little conversations, just starting off the talk is just a good way and good direction into starting that process because ultimately just making a start could just lead you into something that you didn't even know about, you know. All right, final question for the night. Um, If you could say one thing, 
positive or something encouraging or something motivational or just something you want to give out to the world and to the youth and to the people watching this at the moment what advice would you give them okay um my brains are like a million things going right now i just can't think like what's the right one to go with but um yeah i would say is say multiple I'm if you go with like three things yeah one thing that i love hearing is if your younger self saw you like your child self if they saw you what would they think of you they'd probably think you were real awesome they probably thought you were a real cool person they'd probably want to be like you when you grew up you know like <laughs> on your best days anyway which i think is real cool like you know like mm. on your bed like on your sad days you'd probably be like oh I don't know about her or him, but, you know but like yeah. i think that's really cool. <laughs> i think that you know like um, and also on the outside looking in like is just remember when you're having your bad days of just how valuable you are, you know, like it doesn't mm. matter who you are, where you're from, what you do, the world wouldn't be the same without you. Like mm. every single person has multiple gifts that they put out, you know, like one thing you do or say could make or break someone's day, you know, like, and mm. that's valuable power that we have and, you know, you're near and that's really important. And I think another thing is when you're going through, some real tough times I like to think of it like everyone's like you know that's in some days you could be like a cruise ship cutting through glass water like not considering the Titanic let's just leave that out but you know like you're unstoppable water's clear as you can get through yeah. like anything you know or some days you're going to be in the roughest seas in a dinghy with a hole in it like and you're just going to have to do the best that you can it's like you know some days it's going to be so mm. easy and you're going to be like you know it's a breeze and you're just going to be like living in the moment loving everything and some days you're going to be like fuck is this it you know you're holding on for dear life you're trying to be your head and like, you just got to best you can like and your mm. best is going to look different on different days you know sometimes yeah, yeah. your best you're going to be doing all this stuff and sometimes your best is going to be that you made your bed this morning or that you even got out of bed you know mm. and I think so just being like forgiving yourself like being easy on yourself you know because if it was one of your mates or your mother or your daughter or your friend and you were treating them or talking to them how you speak to yourself you just wouldn't you know yeah. I think we're the, our harshest critics you know so just be like mm -hmm. be as good to yourself as you would be to anybody else so um and just don't forget your value and how awesome you are and don't compare yourself to anyone else because you've all got your own gifts to offer and there's a saying Homer Simpson says on one of the Simpson episodes, it's like the only, the worst day of your life so far. And it's kind of like depressing, but it's kind of funny too. Like it yeah. lightens the situation for me. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like you said earlier, it's like, it's bad. It's yeah. probably going to get worse. So like, yeah, you know, yeah. good. But it's, you know, you're going to have real good days too. So yeah, I think, yeah. but just like, and keep your mind happy, you know, like choose the thoughts that you put in your head for the day because and train your mind to be your friend because that's like what will help you get through life and all your situations and everything so yeah i like the motivation and stuff like that so we'll wrap it up there but i just want to say thank you for that and thank you for everything you've said tonight and hopefully someone takes something good away from this so Turn on the video.